Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Direct Snap. As always, I am your host, Drew Allen, and we had some big NFL news in the past week that we obviously didn't get the chance to cover on last week's show because it broke after we recorded. So we're going to go through the three biggest news stories of the week. And then, based on the moves that have been made in the offseason thus far, I'm going to give you how I see the playoffs in the NFL shaping up right now. Um, We'll obviously do that again later uh, as it gets closer to the regular season. But I thought it'd be a fun exercise to do right now, a weekend of free agency. We still got a couple big-name guys out there who haven't signed, so uh, this is, you know, Subject to change, obviously, as we get closer to actual football being played. But without any further ado, let's jump into these three news stories. First, um, Deshaun Watson was traded to the Cleveland Browns for three first-round picks and more. I think they got a third and a fourth, I believe, as well. Houston did. Um, Huge deal. He uh, reached an agreement before he was traded on a five-year, $230 million contract extension. That is fully guaranteed, breaking the record previously set about a week prior to his contract extension by Aaron Rodgers, who got $150 million guaranteed. Uh, Deshaun Watson got all $230 million guaranteed, so kind of blew that out of the water a week later. So I hope Aaron Rodgers enjoyed his time being the guy with the most guaranteed money ever in NFL history for the little time that he had it. Um, obviously Deshaun Watson comes with some baggage. Um, you know, he has 22 civil lawsuits, um, against him claiming everything from sexual misconduct to sexual assault. Um, we don't know how those are going to shape up, uh, the week before, um, a grand jury decided not to indict him in criminal charges or on criminal charges, but we don't know where those civil cases are going to you know, when they're going to be decided, it's a very touchy issue. I'm I'm trying to, like, get around it without uh, getting too far into it uh, because I'm not a legal expert. But, um, so he's got a lot to work out. We don't know if the league's going to suspend him. Obviously, he was on the commissioner's exempt list last season, uh, missed all of last season. Um, But that said, Cleveland upgraded at quarterback. Whenever he's able to play, he's better than Baker Mayfield. Uh, It's not a knock on Baker Mayfield. He's just one of the five or six best quarterbacks in the league, in my opinion, uh, Deshaun's extremely talented and uh, Cleveland upgraded, but they're still noisy. Cleveland, uh, you know, they run a, a messy ship up there, uh, have for the better part of the last two decades, and, you know, uh, they got a talented roster, so it'll be interesting to see how Deshaun fits into that. Um, moving on here to other quarterback news, Matt Ryan. Um, I'm an Atlanta-ish native and uh, Matt Ryan was traded from the Atlanta Falcons to the Indianapolis Colts for a third-round pick in this year's draft. I really like this move for all parties involved. Um, Matt Ryan has given his most of his career to the Atlanta Falcons. Um, I think he's thrown for over 60,000 yards. He's just been a model of consistency for that franchise. Uh, he's the best player in Falcons history. I mean, I don't think that's too too big of a take. But Atlanta wasn't winning the Super Bowl this year with Matt Ryan. There were some contenders that needed to upgrade quarterbacks, and the Colts were one of them. Um, so the Colts win because they get an upgrade over Carson Wentz, who they had last season, to be their starting quarterback. And Matt Ryan wins because he's on a contender now. Uh, Indianapolis has a really good offensive line. The Falcons didn't and still don't. 
So he's behind a better offensive line, not going to be pressured as much, not going to have that constant pass rush in his face like he did in Atlanta. Uh, they have a solid running game with Jonathan Taylor, one of the best backs in the league. And they have some emerging uh, skill position players. You know, Michael Pittman kind of had a breakout year last year. Uh, Moali Cox, the tight end, I like him. Um, Atlanta gets a big contract off the books. They're going to have a lot of money to spend next season. I think they have reportedly about $120 million in cap space. Um, but they will be uh, absolving the biggest dead cap hit in the history of the NFL at $40.5 million. Uh, I think they broke the record by $7 million. And this pretty much signals that Atlanta's in a total rebuild. Like I said, they're going to have – they got a lot of nice draft capital this year. Got a top 10 pick, two twos and two threes, and that's where you want to bang out those, uh, those guys who are going to be – cornerstone guys for you going forward um, and they have all that money to spend next season or next offseason in free agency and you know they may, may be able to pull a trade for a, a big a big fish or something like that um, so I like this for all all three parties involved like I said Matt Ryan's going to be on a contender got a chance to compete the AFC is stacked so we'll, we'll see how that goes but I, I like this move for for all involved and uh not the biggest Falcons fan, but uh, yeah, thanks to Matt Ryan for everything he's done for for the city. Uh, he's done a lot of good work here, and uh, we appreciate him. Um, it's crazy losing Matt Ryan and Freddie Freeman in, in you know a week apart from each other. You know, two of the biggest star, the two biggest stars really in the Atlanta sports market. Um, Atlanta loss. That's that's crazy how uh, things work out like that. But moving on here to the last big news story before we jump into. The playoff predictions as of right now. Devontae Adams was traded from the Green Bay Packers to the Las Vegas Raiders for a first and a second round pick in this year's draft. He said he wasn't going to play on the franchise tag in Green Bay, so they decided to move him. Um, that said, Green Bay is going to take a step back losing Devontae Adams. You can't lose a player like Devontae Adams and be the same team. You know, he's arguably the best receiver in football. You know, he's proven that over the last three seasons or so, where he's really, you know, come into his own and just cooked guys off the line of scrimmage. He, he beats them at the top of the route. He just gets so much separation. He's a very precise route runner. Um, and that said, I mean, Houston. Las Vegas gets another playmaker on the outside. You know, you have Darren Waller, who when he's healthy is a fantastic tight end. Hunter Renfro is a 100-catch guy. And now you had the best receiver in football, many would say, to that, you know, Derek Carr. That's a, that's a nice array of, of weapons. and Oh, yeah, and you have Josh Jacobs coming out of the backfield. So that's a nice array of weapons for Derek Carr, who, in my opinion, is the most underrated quarterback in the league. So I really like this move for Las Vegas. It, you know, they got to keep up with that arms race that's going on in the AFC West, and we'll get into that division here in a little bit, but that division is stacked. So uh, going to be interesting. Uh, obviously, the Packers took a, a huge step back losing him. Aaron Rodgers doesn't like throwing the guys. He's not super comfortable with, you know, he forced the ball to Devontae in some situations because he was the only receiver he trusted. So it's going to be interesting to see how they look next year in Green Bay. Uh, so as we move on here, we are going to get into the playoff predictions for this upcoming 2022 NFL football season. And first I'm going to give you the division winners and give a little breakdown of the division and then after I go through all the division winners, I'm going to give you my three wildcard teams for each conference as I see it right now. And obviously, I'm probably going to be wrong come the season because that's the way things work. So, without any further ado, let's get into it. We just talked about Devontae Adams of Green Bay. 
We're going to start with the NFC North. Uh, I still think the Packers win this division. Um, they still have uh, a great coach, great quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. Um, but they're worse off without Devontae Adams, as I said. Um, I think with Aaron Rodgers and the rushing attack, you know, you still have Aaron Jones. That's a good offensive line. I still think that gives them a slight edge on Minnesota to win the division. I think Minnesota is going to be better than people think this year. Kirk Cousins isn't, you know, Aaron Rodgers, but he's solid, and that's a good roster up there in Minnesota. Um, and Minnesota is really the only competition that Green Bay will see in the division. Um, and I believe they'll push the Packers for this division. I like. I really believe the Packers are going to take a step back. I know a lot of people are saying there's a chance, you know, they can go out and spend some money maybe on a receiver or, you know, they have two first-round picks now. They get Las Vegas' pick in the Devontae trade, so maybe, you know, you take a receiver and they have their second-round pick too. So maybe you take two receivers out of those, you know, four selections that you have and try to get Aaron Rodgers some guys on the outside he can consistently throw the ball to. But I still think Green Bay is the slight favorite to win this division. But I do think Minnesota is going to push them for everything they have this year. Um, I think I like the new coach Minnesota has. And like I said, they're the only competition Green Bay will see in this division because we don't know what we're going to get out of Chicago and Justin Fields. Um, Their offensive line still isn't very good. He's going to be running around a lot for his life, I think. And Detroit, well, you know the story with Detroit. They're the Lions there. They're not going to be in the playoffs uh, with Jared Goff especially. So I, I do like the Packers slightly in this division. Um, we'll see what the next couple months goes when you know, when we make those before-the-season predictions on who makes the playoffs and who wins the divisions and stuff like that. But I'm going to give the slight edge to Green Bay just because they have the track record of basically dominating this division over the last five years with Aaron Rodgers. Um, so Green Bay is my selection for the NFC North. As we move from the north, we're going down south. The NFC South, um, this is Tampa's division. I don't think anyone would argue with that. Brady is back, uh, and they clearly have the most talent in this division. You know, you look at guys on the outside like Mike Edwards, or Mike Edwards, Mike Evans, Mike Edwards was the safety. Uh, Mike Evans, or is the safety. Mike Evans on the outside, they get Chris Godwin back. They add, uh, you know, they added some talent. You know, they locked up Chris Godwin. Um, to that extension. I think it was three years, uh, $60 million extension. Um, so they get him back. They add, you know, they bring back uh, Leonard Fournette. They bring back Carlton Davis. Uh, and they, I think they acquired some nice pieces. They acquired a really great number three receiver in Russell Gage from the Falcons. Uh, I think he was the leading receiver for the Falcons this past year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, receiver, receiver. I think Kyle Pitts had more receiving yards as a tight end. But uh, so they add him. They add Shaq Mason who uh, played with Tom Brady up in New England at, at guard to fill one of those guard spots that they had to fill. And they added Logan Ryan to that secondary. You know, he can play safety back there. I think he'll kind of take that role that, uh, I can't remember his name right now, the safety they lost to the Jets. Uh, Jordan Whitehead, I believe, was the safety they lost to the Jets. Um, so I think he'll take that spot. Uh, obviously, you know, you still got those two beast middle linebackers and Levante David and Devin White. I think Gronk's coming back. I don't think he goes anywhere else because it'd be weird to see him catch passes from any other quarterback. So I, Tampa's going to run away with this division in my, for my money. Um, I think the Saints 
will be solid. Uh, they brought back Jameis Winston on a two-year, $28 million deal. Um, you know, they got talent. They got Alvin Kamara. They got a good offensive line. They have, the, you know, they'll get Michael Thomas back this year. So they get, you know, one of the better receivers in football, the slant route king that is uh, Michael Thomas. They'll get him back. And, you know, that defense is solid. You know, you still have uh, Cameron Jordan and, you know, DeMario David and those guys. So they're, they're a solid roster, and I believe they'll compete for this division. But I just they don't have the high-end talent that Tampa does. And is anyone going to pick against Tom Brady to lose his division? When he does lose his division, he ends up winning the Super Bowl like we saw two years ago. Um, so I think the Saints will push for a wild-card spot. Um, but outside of that in this division, Carolina and Atlanta, they're both not making the playoffs. Uh, Carolina is close about as close as you can be to a rebuild without being one, and Atlanta is a rebuild. So neither one of those teams is going to be pushing for the playoffs for my money. So I like Tampa coming out of the NFC South. As we go on here, the NFC East. This division's tricky for me. Um, but I went with the Cowboys. They won this division last season. Um, but I think they're going to have a lot of competition this year from Philly and Washington. Uh, it's going to be in- it's going to be an interesting division. This is one of the more interesting divisions I'm going to keep an eye on this, this upcoming season because of that competition. You legitimately have three teams, I think, who could win this division, and none of the three would shock me. But going with the Cowboys, uh, they lost some talent. You know, they traded Amari Cooper in his big contract to Cleveland. They lost Randy Gregory to the Broncos, I believe. And they lost Lyle Collins to the Cincinnati Bengals. So that's three big, three of their big guys right there that they lost. But I still think they can win the division. They have Dak. Uh, you know, I think CeeDee Lamb takes the next step forward and becomes the more of that one receiver. You know, you have Michael Gallup coming back, I think, off an ACL. He's a solid piece that they locked up on a contract extension. I like his game. You know, that defense, it's going to be interesting to see what that defense looks like without Randy Gregory. I think you know, they brought back Demarcus Lawrence on a deal. So they, they do have a, a solid pass rusher coming off the edge. But it's going to be interesting. Uh, I think Philly's going to push hard for this division. I really like Jalen Hurts. I know it's not the traditional drop back, you know, throw it 40 times a game type guy. But I really like Jalen Hurts. I like his intangibles. I think they're going to push for this division. They made some nice additions in free agency as well. So I think in the second year of Nick Sirianni's system, I think Jalen Hurts is going to be even better in that system. And, yeah, they're going to push Dallas for this division. They made the playoffs last season as a wild card team. I could see that happening again, potentially. Um, so I like Philly as well. I just think Dallas is a little better right now. Uh, Washington, you know, they added Carson Wentz. If he can play solid and not be the turnover machine that he tends to be, you know, they got a great defense. They get Chase Young back off that injury. So they can push for this division, you know, potentially push for a wild card spot. I think this is the weakest winner. The The team who wins this division in the NFC, I think, is the weakest division winner of the, of the four, Event, you know, eventually. But I, I'm, I'm rolling with the Cowboys as of right now. I do reserve the right to change that before our, you know, preseason predictions uh moving on out west here it's the rams um they won the super bowl and they are the clear front runner to repeat you know winning this division you know i really like what they were able to do this past season bringing in matt stafford 
Um, and they brought, you know, they brought in a really nice piece in Allen Robinson and uh, traded Robert Woods to the Tennessee Titans. Uh, but they did lose Von Miller. You know, he was a critical piece of that playoff run, getting off the edge and getting after quarterbacks. You know, he got after Brady in that in divisional round. You know, got after Jimmy G in the in the NFC Championship game, and then you know had a great Super Bowl against the Bengals. So I do like the Rams. Uh, I think Arizona is a good football team. I think they got a lot of talent, but they they're streaky. Like they came like on came out on fire last season to start the year, and then just choked it down the stretch. And Kyler Murray is kind of he kind of strikes me as that diva. I think he's kind of in that Aaron Rodgers mold where it's about me more than it is everybody else. So I don't know what that looks like. There's some dysfunction there with Kyler Murray. So uh, you know potentially that could impact the season. Um, but I think they'll compete in the wild card race for sure. Um, I think San Francisco will compete. Um, Kyle Shanahan's one of the best coaches in the game, and I think Trey Lance can play. But we just don't know that yet. Um, you know, it's an easy system to be in. It's a it's a run heavy system. It's a lot of you know, you got Debo Samuel, you got George Kittle. So he's got some pieces around him to be successful. But he's going to make some first time starting mistakes as any young quarterback does. But I do think they'll compete. And Seattle's a total rebuild, so I don't foresee. Seattle being much of a threat at all uh, in, in anything this upcoming season. But now we switch over to the AFC. And the AFC is loaded, people. It is stacked with good teams. Like, there's going to be three good teams that don't make the playoffs in the AFC and would be three of the better teams in the NFC if they were in the NFC. So, you know, it's a, it's a murderous row in the AFC. But as we start out east in the AFC East, it's the Buffalo Bills. Like, they're loaded across the board. They're clearly the best team in this division, and they have the best quarterback in Josh Allen. He's a stud. You know, my quarterback rankings a couple weeks ago, I had him number one until Tom Brady came back, and then it, now he's number two. Um, I, he's just so talented. He's so big. He's such a physical, physically imposing athlete. You know, he's big. You know, Patrick Mahomes gets a lot of credit, but he's bigger than Mahomes. He's got a better arm than Mahomes. He's faster than Mahomes. Like, he's... Dude's a freak. Um, you know, they added another high-end player in Von Miller. Gave him a six-year, I think, $120 million contract, um, which is crazy considering he's 32 years old. But guy can still get after the quarterback. So you're going to need guys to be able to consistently get after the quarterback to win the AFC um, because, like I said, it's, it's loaded. Um, New England, I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be, you know, they – the likelihood of them going 500 is not good, but I think they'll be around it um, just with that 17th game. Um, I think, you know, they're going to prove once again that it was a mistake, you know, letting Brady walk out the door and saying he was too old and he didn't, they didn't believe in him anymore. I think, you know, this will, another year will prove that even more. Obviously, you know, won a Super Bowl season before this last one. Um, I think Mac Jones is serviceable at best. I don't. Nothing jumps off the page with me. With him, he's just like he's he's fine. He's not. He, he I think his ceiling is Matt Ryan, and that's being generous. I I wouldn't even say that really. I think his ceiling is more along the lines of like a. Man, I don't even know what a comparison for Mac Jones would be off the top of my head. Yeah, they go to my head. I, I don't know. I just, I, I don't see it. There's not a whole lot of upside there for me. Um, 
the Dolphins have a fine roster. They added uh, Taron Armstead today, so that's a that's a nice addition on that offensive line to protect Tua. And that's a good roster, but they're breaking in a new coach. And, you know, you got to go up against the Bills twice, so I don't like your chances there. Um, and then the Jets, well, everybody knows the story with the Jets. They are the New York Jets. You know, <laughs> Cleveland's been dysfunctional, and the Jets are right there with them. They're... They are what they are. They're a dysfunctionally run franchise. I do like Robert Sala, their head coach, but I just I don't have any reason to think anything's going to be different with the Jets. As we move to the north here, this division's tough because all four teams are going to be solid to really good, but I'm going with the Cincinnati Bengals. They won this division last season, and they bettered their weakness on the offensive line, that offensive line was one of the worst in football this past season, and they got the Super Bowl with it. They went out, they had Alex Kappa you know, from Tampa, one of the better guards in the league. They turn around and add Lyle Collins to play right tackle. They got a really good left tackle. I do like their left tackle, Jonah Williams. I like him a lot. Um, their first-round pick should be should be a, uh, an offensive lineman again. Like, just protect Joe Burrow at all costs. Um, but th- them, you know, upgrading that weakness that they had, you know, you you look at Joe Burrow, what he was able to do this past season. You look at those weapons on the outside, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon out of their backfield. And that defense is underrated. I like their defense. There's not like a, a jump-out star like an Aaron Donald or anything like that on their defense, but it's, it's a bunch of really solid, good football players. So I like Cincinnati's chances to win this division. Once again... Um, Baltimore, they'll be healthy. They get Ronnie Stanley. They get Lamar Jackson back. They get, you know, Marlon Humphrey back, I believe, as well, coming off injuries. They were just really beat up last season, so they're going to compete, you know, with all those guys back. They're they're a good football team. John Harbaugh is a really good football coach in the NFL. They're going to be right there in the mix for this division and the wild card. Um, as it pertains to Cleveland, they have a really nice roster, but uh, – when is Deshaun Watson able to play? You know, he missed a year. There's going to be a little bit of rust. You know, he hadn't played football in over a year. You know, in a live game, you can do all the drills you want. But it's not the same as, you know, those live bullets coming at you in a, in a game. So when is he able to play? I just, I think they'll be super competitive once Deshaun plays. But up until then, I don't know. I know they signed Jacoby Brissett, who's a solid backup, can come in and, be, you know, win you some games. But we just don't know. That's up in there right now. You know, if, if it comes out that Deshaun Watson is able to play week one, they're going to be in the thick of it. But we just don't know that yet. Um, and Pittsburgh, they'll be solid, as they always are. Mike Tomlin's one of the best coaches in football. He never has a bad team. Um, but I don't think the offense is going to be good enough to win the division. You know, I love Najee Harris. That offensive line is not very good. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky is going to be kind of that stopgap quarterback as they look for their quarterback of the future. Uh, kind of akin to what Atlanta's doing with Marcus Mariota. But I do like the Cincinnati Bengals in this division. You know, they went to the Super Bowl last year, so that does give you some concern for a Super Bowl loser hangover. But I don't think you're going to get that with, with that team. I think they're going to be hungry to get back there with Joe Burrow and those boys. So rolling with the Cincinnati Bengals in the north as we move on to the AFC South. This one's interesting. It really, it. I mean, it came down to two teams. 
I think we all know that Indianapolis and the Tennessee Titans. Indy adds Matt Ryan, but I'm I'm rolling with the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Mike Va- Mike, if I could speak, Mike Vrabel is the best coach in this division. Um, they'll have King Henry, King Henry coming out of the backfield, hopefully for the full season. He got hurt last year. Um, you know he's the best back in football. Huge weapon. They added Robert Woods as another weapon for Ryan Tannehill, who's who's fine. He's not, you know, he's not a Joe Burrow. He's not a, a Tom Brady, obviously. He's not a Josh Allen. But he's fine. Um, they still have A.J. Brown, who's one of the more underrated receivers in football for my, for my money. But like I said, I think Indy will compete for this division with the addition of Matt Ryan. Um, I think they'll be in the wild card hunt for sure. Uh, Houston... They're going to be bad again. I think Jacksonville is going to surprise some people. I don't think they're going to be in the playoff hunt just because, you know, breaking in a new coach. But they do have a way better NFL head coach, a former Super Bowl winning head coach, and Doug Peterson won it as the head coach of the Eagles a couple years ago. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be much improved in his second year. They put some emphasis on that offensive line. They added some talent on the outside. And they have a high, you know, I think they have the number one pick in the draft. So they're going to get a high-end player there. I think the future's bright in Jacksonville, which is kind of eerie to say, um, as you know they've been really bad the last fifteen years. But I like Tennessee. Like I said, Mike Vrabel's the, the best coach. I think Matt Ryan's a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill. But I think the Titans' roster, how well coached they are, they're going to win win this division. They're going to squeak by and win this division. I think you know. I think this comes down to like a one-game division in terms of the difference between first and second place and the difference between the Tennessee Titans and the Indianapolis Colts. So now we get into the most stacked division in all of the NFL and all of NFL history. This division, the AFC West, is so insanely loaded it boggles the mind. You have the Denver Broncos. What just added Russell Wilson. I think they have the most high-end players on paper of any of the teams in this division. Then you have the Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Well, they're perennial contenders as long as they have Andy Reid calling plays and Tyreek Hill, those weapons. Like They're, they're going to be in the thick of it. Then you have the Los Angeles Chargers. Justin Herbert's a stud. They're going to be better. That defense was awful last year they added jc jackson they added Khalil mack like that defense is gonna be a lot better this year and then they had their coach is a defensive minded head coach so i think he's gonna get that defense turned around there they couldn't get the teams off the field last year on third down they're gonna be able to do that this year because they have joey bosa and Khalil mack who are gonna be able to get after people on passing situations just pin your ears back and go get the quarterback oh yeah and then you have the las vegas raiders with josh mcdaniels who i think in his second run as a head coach is gonna be a lot better you have Derek Carr, who's the most underrated quarterback in the NFL, for my money. You have all those weapons in Darren Waller, as we talked about, Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro and Josh Jacobs coming out of the backfield. Then you look at that defense, you have Max Crosby. Oh, yeah, and they added Chandler Jones, one of the best pass rushers in the league over the last eight years. Like, that dude's a freak. So that defense is going to be better. They're going to be able to get after the quarterback consistently with both of those guys coming off the edge. This division is so loaded. It Like, it's crazy. Like, Legitimately, all four of these teams could make the playoffs. We could have, obviously, a division winner, and then all three wildcard spots in the AFC could come out of the AFC West. 
I will show you that. I'll give you that prediction after I give you my prediction on who wins this division. And shockingly, I'm going with the Denver Broncos. And here's why. They added Russell Wilson, who we all know is a stud. One of the best quarterbacks in the league over the last decade. Absolute stud at quarterback. Everybody works with him. Any receiver. And he gets Cortland Sutland, Jerry Judy. You know, they got uh, K.J. Hamler, the speedy guy on the outside. You know, they got Javante Williams coming out of the backfield. They got a solid offensive line. You know, the tight end's probably the one spot they're not, like, really good at on offense. But that defense has got some high-end players with Justin Simmons and those guys. Yeah, I just you know, they added Randy Gregory. I, I like that addition. An edge rusher, you know, if he can stay, keep his mind right and not have the hiccups off the field, you know, violating the league's substance abuse policy. That's a that's a formidable team, and I don't think a lot of people are, are taking this into consideration. They finished last in that division this past season, so they're going to have a fourth-place schedule. They're not playing as tough a teams as Kansas City, Los Angeles, and Las Vegas. Now, they got to play those three teams twice, but they don't have to play all the other stacked teams because they did finish fourth in that division. So their schedule is a little bit more favorable than those other three teams, so I'm rocking with the Denver Broncos in the AFC West. Like I said, I reserve the right to change any of these opinions uh, before the season starts. But on that prediction, before the season starts, that's my predictions. That's the way I see it unfolding. Moving on here, I'm going to give you the three wild card teams I picked for each because I, I think that's only right. In the NFC, we got the Arizona Cardinals. Obviously, I think Kyler Murray is a really good football player. I think that team has a lot of talent. But what does it look like come the season, they got a lot of dysfunction there. But I, I do think they'll make the playoffs just because they're a lot more talented than a lot of other teams in the NFC. I talked about Green Bay being pushed by this team in their division. I think the Vikings are going to make the playoffs. Um, Kirk Cousins is, you know, good enough, especially to get you to the playoffs. Is he good enough to win your Super Bowl? I don't think so personally, but he's, he's solid nonetheless. And the NFC is not loaded with talent like the AFC is. So I think the Vikings will be one of those playoff teams. And lastly, I went with, and these are not in order. Um, these are just, you know, the one order I wrote them down in. Um, so lastly, I have the Philadelphia Eagles. I like Jalen Hurts. I like the additions they made in free agency. I think he's going to be even better with another year in Nick Sirianni's system. You know, more of that camaraderie in the system. I like Philly. I really like Jalen Hurts. Those are the three wildcard teams I see in the NFC. Um, other teams I considered were San Francisco and Washington and New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans one of those teams. I just don't – I'm not a big believer in Jameis Winston. San Francisco, I think they're going to be close to making it. And Washington, I also think they're going to be close to making it too. Um, but I, I, at the end of the day, I don't, don't think those three teams will. Uh, going over here to the AFC, the three teams I believe – will be the wildcard teams as of March 22nd, as I record this, will be the Los Angeles Chargers. Justin Herbert is a stud. That offense is loaded. That defense got better. They barely missed the playoffs last season. Um, so I think they will sneak into the playoffs as a wildcard team. I think the Kansas City Chiefs will be a wildcard team. I like Denver to win that division, but they're going to be good as they are and have been since Mahomes came into the league. And this, this last spot was hard because I really wanted to go Las Vegas, but I'm going to go with the Colts. They don't play as tough a schedule. They play in an easier division, so I think there's more chances for wins. And I think Las Vegas is going to need a year to kind of get the Josh McDaniels flow, get into that space where he's 
on a on a roll call and plays and stuff like that. Um, so I do think Las Vegas is going to be good. I just I like Indy and their scheduling better right now. But others I considered, you know, obviously Las Vegas, Baltimore is going to be in the thick of it. Pittsburgh is going to be right there. Cleveland, if Deshaun's can play most of the year, I think New England will be on the outside of of those teams looking in. But those are the other teams that were considered to make the playoffs. And then as we go here, just a quick recap, the NFC playoff teams as of right now, seven making it, are Tampa, Los Angeles, Green Bay, Dallas, Arizona, the Vikings in Minnesota, and the Philadelphia Eagles. The AFC, we got the Buffalo Bills, the Denver Broncos, the Cincinnati Bengals, Tennessee Titans, Kansas City Chiefs, Los Angeles Chargers, and the Indianapolis Colts. Like I said, as we get closer to the season before the season starts, I will do this another time and give you all my predictions on how I see it based on what's happened between now and the start of the season. But those are the way I see the playoff playoffs looking right now, um, a weekend of free agency. Obviously, we'll, we'll get some more trades at some point. We'll kind of shake things up. But that's the way I see it right now. Next week, what we're going to do, I wanted, I had this idea for this week, but I wanted to give it another week to kind of get a couple of those bigger names to sign. Next week, I'm going to give you the top 25 moves of the offseason. In my opinion, the ones that had the biggest impact. So be on the lookout for that. Please subscribe to the feed, whether you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcast. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcast. That really helps us out a lot. And you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, Twitter's uh, handle's in the description. And I will talk to you all next week. Have a great week, everybody.